Metaverse 101. I've got a confession. These are my confessions. Just when I, okay, enough usher for now. Let's get serious. I'm not exactly sure what the metaverse is. There, I said it. I feel so much lighter now. <laughs> so last year, metaverse burst onto our collective lexicon when Facebook announced it was reinventing itself as Meta. Mark Zuckerberg produced an hour-long video explaining what the metaverse is and how Facebook was going to engage with it. To be honest, I didn't watch the video back then, but I did see a few clips. It felt important. I felt like it must be a big deal if one of the world's richest men was betting his entire fortune on it. I didn't want my ignorance to cost me this opportunity. And so I started a little exploration. I spent part of my New Year's Eve in the Decentraland metaverse. I started buying a few metaverse tokens and invested in a metaverse-themed ETF. During the hype, I even considered buying some virtual land in the metaverse. Now, to be clear, my investments are pretty limited, way less than like 1% of the entire portfolio. But since Facebook's fateful announcement, the world's most prestigious companies, investment banks, and consulting companies have published a slew of reports in the metaverse. Citibank forecasts the metaverse economy could be worth $13 trillion by 2030. The Boston Consulting Group had a less bombastic view, but they forecasted the metaverse would be worth $1.3 trillion by 2030. Now, to put this in perspective, in 2021, the total value of the U.S. car and automobile manufacturing market was $83 billion. Look, the bottom line is this. Some smart folks are saying the metaverse could be at least 12 times the U.S. car market in seven and a half years. No one knows the future, but there is some consensus that the metaverse could be big business. Okay, so you've got me interested. But what is the metaverse? Look, I've been digging, trying to learn some more about this. I finally watched the Zuckerberg Metaverse video. I listened to a bunch of podcasts, watched more YouTube videos, read some essays, and flipped through a couple decks. I'm still organizing my thoughts and refining my thinking, but I figured it might be helpful to share some of my preliminary thoughts. Let's dive in. What is the metaverse? High school definition. The metaverse is a 3D version of the internet. It is a convergence of the physical and digital worlds. Now, Matthew Bell is one of my favorite writers and authorities on the metaverse. And here's what he said. He said the metaverse represents the fourth wave of computing. The first three waves were mainframe computing. That's like my dad's age. Then personal computing and then we are currently in the mobile computing era. And so if the mobile era was defined by easy ability to get online, then the metaverse era would be defined by always being online. And this is what he's calling ambient computing. Now, the college-level definition, according to Round Hill, the metaverse is the successor to the current internet that will be interoperable, persistent, synchronous, open to unlimited participants with a fully functioning economy 
and an experience that spans the virtual and real worlds. Each of these words were actually important. But here's a TLDR. The metaverse is an immersive, interactive environment generated by a computer. Now, it's really important to understand this. What is not the metaverse? Did you notice that none of the definitions mention virtual reality headsets? That was a huge surprise to me. I had originally imagined a future where VR headsets would become as common as cell phones are today. While I think sales of VR headsets are poised to continue rising, they are not required to access the metaverse. In fact, some of the closest metaverse-like applications today are accessible via cell phones. Now, here's a side note. My jaw dropped when I recently learned that Meta sold 8.7 million Oculus VR headsets in 2021. That's more unit sales than Xbox consoles in 2021. Do you have one? I'm thinking about getting an Oculus headset just to try it out. Now, sales of these headsets have doubled each year for the last couple of years. Meta is now opening up physical stores so that people can experience them firsthand and hopefully buy them too. So TLDR here is VR headsets provide one way to access the metaverse, but they won't be the only way to experience it. This brings us to another point. The metaverse must be experienced. One of my cousins in Nigeria told me how undergrads studying computer science didn't have access to computers. And so they would write computer code by hand on paper and then submit their homework to professors to review. Now, these students did not get the opportunity to actually run the code to see if the code did what it was supposed to do. They didn't get to practice how to troubleshoot bugs in the code. Now, we can all agree that this is a subpar way to learn. I think about the metaverse along similar lines. It's nice to read and write about it, but ultimately, one is best served by diving in and experiencing the emerging, the emerging technology. Okay, so this sounds nice, but what problem does the metaverse actually solve? Full disclosure, I'm still ruminating on this. Right now, I think the metaverse could increase accessibility, remote collaboration, education, gaming, relationships, industry, and more. Let's dive in a little deeper in some of these. A, accessibility. One of my friends in college was a fountain of dry jokes and witty takes. She was also a triple major who graduated with a 4.0 GPA, smart cookie. But I'll never forget when she shared that she sometimes had to drop classes that she wanted to enroll in because the building was not wheelchair accessible. My heart sank. I did not realize that not all buildings on campus were not wheelchair accessible or had elevators. This opened my eyes to the inequity of access. I hope the metaverse can extend access to people who might have different mobility abilities. But then I think about people who are visually impaired and hope access is somehow extended to them too. B, remote collaboration. I am tired of Zoom. I love people. 
and I'm energized by engaging with people, but sitting in a chair, going back to back on never-ending Zoom calls is draining. It's also often subpar when some coworkers are meeting in person and others are on Zoom. So last year, Bill Gates said that within two to three years, most work meetings would be held in the metaverse. I laughed when I said this. I still think his timeline is unrealistic, but I hope he is directionally right. I hope a metaverse solution improves on the Zoom experience, perhaps a future where coworkers could use holograms or avatars in 3D to engage with each other and express more, lang- more body language beyond just facial expression. C, education. Let's face it, not all teachers are created equal. Some are incredibly engaging and can bring a seemingly dry subject to life. But others struggle to impart knowledge to students. But students also have different learning preferences. Students who are strong audio learners are advantaged in the existing system today. But now imagine if students had the opportunity to travel through time and space and experience natural phenomena and historical events. Imagine if instead of memorizing the planets, you could see them up close and see the icy rings around Saturn or be on the front row as Abraham Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. Imagine if medical students could go on a safari through a human being's veins and arteries to learn about heart disease. These immersive experiences would be resonant and more engaging. Researchers say immersive experiences lead to 30% greater retention. This increased understanding could trigger more technological breakthroughs. I am excited about that. D, social relationships. When my grandpa went to medical school in England in the 1930s, his letters would travel six to 10 weeks before they reached his parents in Nigeria. Today, my family is spread out across Africa, Europe, and North America. Video calls and cell phones have made the world feel so much smaller. But I hope the metaverse could take it to the next level. It would be amazing for my parents to have more immersive experiences with their grandkids. My nieces are becoming more curious about our heritage and our culture. It would be amazing if my parents would spend more time with them and give them a tour of our ancestral village or the cities they grew up in. Obviously, I don't think the metaverse would be a perfect substitute for in-person interaction, but I think it could be a bridge over oceans and great distances. E, industry. According to McKinsey, BMW was designing its most advanced manufacturing plant when a team member suggested they build a virtual replica in the metaverse before beginning construction. And so they did. BMW executives and technologists were able to physically tour the metaverse plant. And soon they realized 30% of the design choices were not ideal. They significantly revised the designs before proceeding to construction. 
Testing it out before construction led to substantial financial cost savings. Now, this all sounds good. What are the downsides? Look, in life, you got to take the rain with the sunshine. Let's go through a couple downsides I see. One, terror risk in 3D. Technology is neither good nor bad. It all rests on the application. Unfortunately, bad actors are often early adopters of new technology. Terror groups have leveraged Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter to find and radicalize young people. The same may become true in the metaverse. In fact, the metaverse might provide better tools to train terrorists. Now, that's a scary thought. We will need to develop new counterterrorism tools to combat that. Two, loss of person-to-person contact. The pandemic illustrated the loneliness crisis in many Western countries. Many of us coped with the social distancing measures by increasing our time spent on social media. But for thousands of years, humans have needed to have person-to-person interaction to sustain wellness. It remains to be seen if the metaverse will be able to replicate this interaction. Three, too much tech. I am embarrassed by how much time I spend looking at screens. I'm usually working on my laptop, scrolling on my phone, or watching the TV on a big screen. No wonder my eye prescription keeps getting progressively worse. Should we be concerned that there is too much technology in our lives? I wonder if the rise of the metaverse will drive the appreciation of natural in-person activities up. It might become a luxury to travel in real life. We might see more people yearning for ecotourism vacations where they are cut off from the technology and the rest of the world. So what's going on in the metaverse today? Do you remember when newspapers uploaded a scanned copy of their publication on their website? That was crazy, right? And over time, newspapers have developed internet-native app publications that have functionalities that were not possible with a paper newspaper. For instance, today, newspapers can target ads with much greater precision. They're able to get much more detailed feedback on how readers respond to their articles and headlines. I think the metaverse might be similar. Initially, companies will copy and paste existing models into the metaverse, but over time, they will develop new metaverse-native models with functionalities that were not possible with the 2D internet. Do you remember the first concert you went to? Mine was loud, sweaty, and crowded, but so much fun. We stood shoulder to shoulder, singing at the top of our voices, waving our hands while awkwardly dancing with a cold beverage in hand. Today's tweens and teens are having a very different experience. Kathy Hackle, self-proclaimed queen of the metaverse, shared how her 10-year-old son's first concert was a virtual one in Roblox. But this was no isolated incident. 
In 2020, Travis Scott, the rapper, made headlines when his concert in Fortnite was attended by 12.3 million people. And here's a link to that concert. FYI, Roblox and Fortnite are both gaming platforms. Let's actually do a side note on gaming. In, 2020, in 2010, Chris Dixon famously said that the next big thing would first look like a toy. Gaming, my friends, is a big business and a gateway to the metaverse. Fortnite is the blockbuster video game produced by Epic Games. Epic is privately held, and so financial details are limited. However, we know that in 2020, Fortnite had 80.1 million monthly active users. 63% of its players are aged 18 to 24, and 38% of users spend more than 10 hours a week playing Fortnite. That's some eyes. Roblox appeals to an even younger demographic. According to Roblox, two-thirds of U.S. children aged 9 to 12 use its platform. That's insane. In 2021, Roblox earned $1.9 billion of revenue from 45.5 million daily active users who spent 41.4 billion hours engaged on the platform. I'm highlighting these because I'm not a big gamer yet. And as a millennial, I'm beginning to feel a little old. I'm recognizing that I may have a big technology blind spot because gaming is often on the bleeding edge of technology. Gaming could give us a preview of what might go mainstream. Meta is not alone. Meta is far from being the only major company investing in the metaverse. Microsoft, Apple, and Alphabet are all reportedly pouring billions into it too. This year, Accenture, the global consulting company, will onboard 100,000 new employees through its metaverse platform. Now, this all started at the height of the pandemic. New employees were sitting at home, remotely going through 16 to 24 hours of Zoom presentations. Ugh, so inspiring. Definitely not an ideal experience. And so Accenture changed things up. They sent each new employee a virtual reality headset. The new hires then created customized avatars. Now, avatars are like cartoon-like representations of themselves. And then they were guided to Accenture's Metaverse headquarters. The new hires were then put into small teams, and they worked on simulations to solve customer problems. Crucially, there were opportunities to have one-on-one -on -one and small group conversations. And the consulting partners, who often have tight travel schedules, were able to enter in and engage in the metaverse from anywhere in the world. That's a big win. So who knows, maybe in a couple years, it may become common for new employees to get a new laptop and a virtual reality headset. Times are changing. I provided two links below. The first one is a link to Accenture's metaverse. It's a one minute video. The second is a short interview with Accenture CEO explaining how the company is using the metaverse. So what's next? More baby steps forward. The metaverse is very much in its infancy. It requires advances across a range of technologies such as 5G, advanced 3D graphics, virtual reality, augmented reality, and cryptocurrency to move forward. It's going to take a while. 
The current hype will simmer down, but the building will continue. But I think mass market adoption will gradually deepen over the next five to 20 years. It's time to pay attention so you can make the most of this opportunity. So what do you think about the metaverse? I would love to hear from you. Onwards and, off, onwards and upwards, Afalabi.